You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Blacklist After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Blacklist After Show. Jolene, Jolene. Jolene, Jolene. I won't try to sing. Oh, that. I thought we were all singing. We were. Joe. I, I, I left you guys hanging out there. You did. Uh, You're well, hurtful. Why? There's three of us here. One of us can sing. I decided to. Uh, one of us decided to bow out, which left you, Flippo. I can't sing. It must have been Julia doing it right. <laughs> it's so sad because I don't know when I'm wrong, and I'll just sing with with, with gusto. You sing with conviction. Right? Well, I'm has- wrong. I'm wrong. I don't know the notes. It's terrible. Thank you. Yes, You're welcome. Uh, welcome to the blacklist after show. It's awful. After Buzz after show episode fifteen. 15. Is it really fifteen? Yeah. Yep. Ticking, ticking through them here. Episode fifteen. The judge. The judge. That's Flip Wilson used to say. Flip out. What do you say? Here come the judge. That's exactly right. For people who are under. 60 <laughs> and, and, and get that reference <laughs> I don't know over 60 I should say I'm sorry um, Blacklist we're back uh, for episode 15 joined by as always by my man Joe Sanfilippo nice to be here with you guys we're joined not as as always not by Nando Velasquez who's, who's, who's having a week off he's doing some stuff uh, so he's not here but we all are joined by Julia Kearley Kearley Kearly, Kearly, Kearly. For a moment. No, I did not. Hello, gentlemen. Hi, everybody. Hello. You should have a name tag made up just in case Joe goes blank. Uh, okay. I've only known her for years. Uh, <laughs> so we got we're back with the blacklist here, guys. I mean, I'm, I don't know. We we had some problems the last episode. I think. I mean, at least I did. Yeah, it wasn't big problems. Just a little bit of like, eh. Yeah. Just, it, it, it felt like a little bit of a filler episode. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that this it was feels a little lackluster last week. I feel like this feels like a little bit of a filler episode as well. I but, I'm going to respectfully disagree. Well, I just I, I I'm just gonna. Lay it out. Are you going to respectfully disagree too? I think it's a little bit of a filler episode, but it had some meat, a little more meat, less filler, a little more meat. But it's not exactly, it wasn't, you know, what I call a Cracker Jack episode. I understand. Well, they can't all be Cracker Jack episodes because then we'd just be, we'd be dizzy with joy. And right. we can't have that. No, we would There would be accidents. <laughs> but people, this, this is a good one. So we have the judge, uh, we have Blacklister number 57. 57. 57. I mean, I'm so curious to see, uh, uh, what the what the re- rationale is behind these the numbers the ranking of the, the blacklisters seems so effing random, but you know it's cool. Everything Red does has a reason, though. Sure. So there's got to be a reason. I just I cannot see it. Sure. I cannot put it together. Well, this episode was cool because we've got like you know it was pretty much straightforward textbook law and order procedural the whole the whole thing. I mean, it was like there's a case. We're getting to the bottom of something. They're working the case. They're getting their they're, they're getting their leads. They're working their leads. Uh, they solve it. But then we have what's going on with the B story with you know our man Tom Keen and Jolene, aka uh, Lucy, Lucy Brooks. Brooks, presumed dead, presumed dead, um, and uh, a lot of interesting stuff going on. But but let's 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 get into the judge and and, and we, how we open the show, seeing this this mysterious man wandering wandering the streets. 
right? Oh yeah. And he he he's you know wandering around, and we don't know what the deal is. I didn't know if he was gonna be an assassin. I didn't know if he had a bomb strapped to him. I don't know. He was looking pretty thin, a little little emaciated there. I don't, I don't he didn't know. look too assassiny to me. I didn't. I, but I'm like, is this guy the judge? Is he the blacklister? Because he's looking awful zombie like. You know, I don't know. What did you What did you think when you saw this guy? Uh, well, I was glad he wasn't the judge in the end. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Like, well, this is going no, to be very I mean, weird. When you when we when the show opens, the show usually opens with the blacklister doing some blacklist shit, right? Usually, not always. No, no. No, I like the opening, and I like the idea of like you know, I like that it was neighborly. The guy's like, hey, let me help you. You look like a mess. Yes, you know, and and you know, he's got his uh, he's got his. What, what do you have there? Is his federal prosecutor badge? I didn't know they had badges. They do. Oh, well, I knew. I learned. <laughs> yes, they do. There it is. They flash it. Yeah. Um. So that was interesting. So we so we find out that this guy's been gone for twelve years and. Uh, and then, but he was borderline comatose, wasn't right. speaking, right? In sort of a trance. Now, if you see like, Joe, if you see or either of you, um, if you see a guy, if you're minding your own business, driving in the snow in in, in lo- lovely rural Pennsylvania, and you see a guy, an emaciated beard guy, walking down the street, do you stop and go, "Hey, buddy"? Let, no, let, I would uh, just think it's a homeless guy. Let me just say this: there's yes. an awful lot of conjecture in your whole point there. I live in Southern California, so we don't get any of that. That what do you call it? Uh, what do you call that stuff? Uh, rural Pennsylvania. No, but the stuff that fell from snow. the snow. Snow. No, we don't. No, yeah, we don't have any. Of that. Nor, um, nor do we. Get well, you know, it's it's bizarre because where we live, there's there's very little danger of anyone actually dying if we don't stop. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. we're we're driving along. Okay, well, he's homeless. That's okay. He's not going to yes. die tonight, so I'm, I don't feel terrible. But in rural Pennsylvania, in the snow, I would imagine if you leave the guy alone in the middle of nowhere, he's probably going to die. So that's kind of on sure. you. Fair enough. That's so true. That's a bit different. That's true. We're dealing with with extreme weather conditions. And I think you know, like if you spend any time in the Midwest or the uh, or, or or the East Coast, people do seem a little more neighborly in the wintertime. It's because um, if you're not neighborly, people die. Hmm. We don't have that here. I don't know what that's like. It's yeah, it's interesting. It's currently 80 degrees outside. So you both. It's would... sunny and beautiful here in sunny, beautiful Los Angeles. So you both would pick him up, obviously. Clearly, all right. So um... also, it's not like he was in. A, I mean, he was looking pretty tattered, pretty, mm-hmm. pretty shabby. Not shabby right. chic, just shabby. Right. He's been in those clothes for twelve years. That's so uh, you know, I, I, I might, I might feel good Samaritan-y. So we we find him. We find out who he is, and then this is then then the FBI finds out this guy's been gone for. I mean, how does and how does this case go to? Our office here with Lizzie Keene and the gang. How does this get to them? Oh, Red takes it to them. No. Red doesn't, doesn't he? take it to them, no. Yeah. The, Red takes it to him. Avenging Angel. He gives the whole speech about the golem for the Jews and the, uh, every, uh, he, he says every, uh, every, um, what you call it? Every, um, every, every culture has their own version of the Avenging Angel. He, he gives them the case. That's absolutely right. Yeah. I was just testing you. Uh, thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad that you were able to do that. But before we got to Ray, we, 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 we meet our, our guy in the black caddy. We meet the, our, our, our cowboy friend. We do. You our know, cowboy. Our, our cowboy friend, which is my man Lance Reddick, who's uh, you may know from Fringe and, and The Wire. And, Lost. Yep. Yeah. He, yeah, and Lost. And he's one of those cats, like, when you show up, like, when he shows up, like, he's always, he has that sort of Sam Jackson badass dude. Like, when he shows up, like, oh, this is a badass MF. Some shit's yeah. happening. Don't tell me how to do my job. I, I'll, you, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it my way. You leave me alone. That was a great sequence. How's that? You going to do this imitation of that was, I'm not trying to do an imitation. Of <laughs> I'm just telling you what he said. No, that was a good exchange in the car, like, you know, with, with Lance Reddick. And so we, we, we see now that he's brought this guy in with the cowboy hat uh, to, and it's Lance Reddick, so he already, he already brings in this, this, this certain amount of, uh, of uh, gravitas to the, and, to the and scene. Raw and raw badassery. Raw badassery to the scene. So you know that shit's about to jump off when Absolutely. he shows up. Red's going to him. He's and he's driving a 1978 big ass Cadillac, <laughs> as he should be. You know what? My father had that exact model Cadillac, except it was blue. Yes, and I grew ah. 
Damn it, they drive like huge boats. You feel like a king in that car. You, you it's a do. Beautiful thing. Uh, my uncle had one of those too, and, it, and uh. it, he had a black one. He did not have the cowboy hat though. Uh. Uh, cowboy hat's deep. <laughs> yeah. So it's which is another. I mean, well, I'll, I'll get to that later. So yeah, so have a great exchange there. He says he he's basically looking for Lucy, all information on Lucy, and that he doesn't want to know where she is. Right. He wants to know where she's been. Right. He what, knows that. What already. is she up to? Yeah. Yeah. I, I know where she's at. Yeah. So I that's where not she's the at. issue. So we're really getting into. Uh, you know, they're starting to unwrap, like we're starting to really un, un, unwrap what's going on, peel back the layers of what's going on with Lucy, you know, with Lucy Brooks here, which is very, very exciting to me. I'm really like, I'm, I've been looking forward to this moment for a while, so to yeah. find out what the hell's going on with Lucy, uh, and what the hell's going on with Tom Keene, which we, which we may, have, which we found out today. Um, but so, um. uh, but then you know, Spader has this wonderful Spader moment, of course, with the. Uh, I love hat. I love hats. I love hats. <laughs> Like a tension breaker. I mean, seven, seven, seven and a quarter. There, I'm, I'm a seven and a half. <laughs> Love it. I'm just saying, like my man. Like, I don't know what kind of badass he is. I'm assuming he's some sort of crazy badass, and I know that he does his job very well because he told Red not to worry about how I do my job. However, mm. he can't be too inconspicuous as a, as a six foot four black guy in a giant cowboy hat, but sneaking around the hotel in a giant, uh, pulled I mean, up in a giant Cadillac. Someone might, someone might see him. You, you feel that he's not <laughs> inconspicuous. I mean, with a ten gallon hat. Let me let me sneak. I in think here. he might have had fifteen gallons. That, <laughs> that could hat. be a fifteen galloner. Like I just slides in that room, like, <laughs> no one sees me. I've got the hat. I'm like, it's like the episode of, of the A Team back in the day where Murdoch's got like, if you think white sheet, you're invisible. Like that was reminding me of that. Or, or face, face. Oh with yeah, the, face with some glasses in it. Right. And, um, and totally different. Yes. Anyway. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I'm sure he's a badass, but I, and I'm glad to see him here because that, that that stuff. And you know, this actually had two great, great, great uh, guest stars. We also it, had uh, Diane Diane Weiss. Oh, she's so good. I love she's everything good. she does. She, I really do. She's in three of my favorite movies of all time. Parenthood. Parenthood. Hannah and her sisters. Lost Boys. Lost Boys. Edward Scissorhands. High five Boom. on the first two. I'm not going to back in the third one, but I like those first two. Yeah. <laughs> So um, yeah, it feels like they're they're sort of upping the stakes here with the guest stars. Which That's is very a big cool. one, and well, she's fantastic. I mean, like, I mean, you know, with Lance and her, and sort of classing up the job, but she classes up the joint. She's something special. Right? I like to see her, and she did a great job. So, um, so jumping back, let's get. So then we have that happen. I mean, well, we cut to the teacher conference at that point. We get to we you know we see Tom, and we this this that we have the double entendres coming off with the right. editing books. I didn't quite follow what was going on, but some teacher was having an affair, right, with with somebody's mom, it's somebody's, an, it's, with it's, some student's parent. I think it's, I think it's, it's not appropriate. It was appropriate. It was more. Uh, only thing we're supposed apropos. To be paying, thank you. Yeah. Only thing we're supposed to be paying attention to is all the uh, the Jolene, all, all like, the footsies, you know. all the little slights she has. But I don't they, even know if they're they, double entendres, like they quadruple entendres. They they're first they, obvious. They weren't slights at all. They were they were they were very uh, deliberate and heavy. You know, like yeah, meanwhile he gets a phone call from his wife, puts it in his pocket, ignore, decline. He's like, uh, you know, what kind of person would cheat on their wife? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't know. Are you good at uh, keeping secrets? Yes. Yeah. Are, are, yeah. Mm. I mean, that that would have worked on me, not Joe, because Joe's not into sevens. But, <laughs> but you know, me who thinks she's, you know, maybe in the eight, in, in the eight vicinity, I thought that that would have worked on me. I mean, Joe, did you buy any of that uh, seduction? Uh, I'm sorry. If 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 she if she'd stood next to you, it would have worked on you. That that's about what she had to do. I think. Oh. Um, that's fair. fair. <laughs> 
Pat, if, she, if, she was a, if she was in line for coffee, it'd have worked on you. Um, Tough affair. You know what? I I enjoyed that sequence because you know it seemed like this episode we're talking about some real stuff. You know, we're talking about these these people who are wrongly convicted, which happens all the time. That mm-hmm. is a real deal. That happens constantly. There are people that that get convictions purely for their own their own uh, their own uh, elevation. And editing the books, I thought was a little teeny thing. It wasn't a big deal, but it was like, hey, you know, we're tossing this in because this is a real thing. There are school boards talking about editing books all over the country. Mm-hmm. They're really trying to take these you know what we we consider to be classics and change them to make them more palatable. And 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 less uh, and less oh you know edgy yeah. and and it's you know I think that's I'm, I'm glad they chose to even though it's such a tiny little thing I'm glad they chose to talk about that right well so we have we have really two you know I'll say three and a half but I mean two and a half but two main main storylines here going on right we have the judge and what's happening with the judge and how it affects uh, the FBI particularly um, our our boy uh, Agent Cooper mm-hmm. um, and uh, our assistant director Cooper I should say. And then we have what's going on with Tom. And then the sort of half storyline is how Red is sort of following the mm-hmm. above. Yeah. So let's, for, for argument's sake here, let's, just, let's not go linearly. Let's just deal with the, with the judge storyline and let's jump back okay. to Tom because I want to get back to that later. So, um, there seems so, so they find out that there's this person. He, he lets, you know, uh, Red lets, lets the folks know that there is this, 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 this person who, uh, who lives in this sort of shadow underground network and they're, they're, um, you know, people are, are judged and passed around through secret prison, you know, uh, networks, through books and, you know. So it, it's a prisoner's, first of all, it's a prisoner's court of last resort is what he says. So, right. like, when all their appeals are exhausted, there's no other hope for them. They're either going to be serving a life sentence, pretty much, or be sentenced to death, as our guy Ripken, sure. or Rifkin was. Right. Um, so it, she's, she's, a, what do you say, she's eye for an eye. Yes. Is yeah, what she, is what she rules over. Right, an eye for an eye. So uh, there's this thing. So we find out that this network exists. We found out that the judge is out there. Uh, and then as they're investigating the judge, as they're investigating what's happening specifically, they find out that uh, this last bit may involve someone named Harold Cooper. Yes. Well, you know, we find out, we do find out what our what our guy in the beginning, what the bearded crazy dude had, what, what he was in for, mm-hmm. you know, because he had a uh, he he served, a, he got a fourteen year sentence for armed robbery against Leonard Debs, yep. and it, there was a witness that had an alibi for him, and Hastings didn't tell the de- the defense or the judge, and so um, this guy served twelve of the fourteen years, and so she, what was interesting to me, character wise, is she releases him after twelve years, knowing, and Red points us out at the end that that's the end of her line. That will be her undoing. That's ultimately. it. But for her, it's all about justice. It's not about vengeance. Right. Yes. So, as, as Red said. Yes. So uh, we, we meet our guy, Frank Gordon, who is the prison book uh, depository guy. And he it sounded like he served some time. Yes. Then he was done, but he kept donating his time to the prison. It sounds like he was kind of staying down there. Yes. And, uh, and, and, uh, Cracker Jack FBI gets down there and he, he, uh, he floors, uh, he floors our guy, uh, uh, oh, darn it. Agent uh, wrestler. Uh, wrestler. Yeah. He, he, he knocks him. He knocks wrestler out, and he, he bones out. So Frank Frank escapes, and then and then we hear the story about Alan Rifkin. In doing that, he sees all the uh, all the past notes uh, uh, pleading for, for yes. her judgment, right. and the one that they seem to be working on currently is Alan Ray Rifkin, who is the one connected to our guy Harold Cooper. Right. So he. No, go ahead. So he's a Taliban fugitive. It turned out he he was he served in the U.S. Army. Then he uh, then he went back to Afghanistan to fight for the Taliban. He's scheduled for execution uh, based on a village that was destroyed in Afghanistan. Now he claims it was friendly fire, like we destroyed it from uh, from Black Hawk helicopter. And uh, and Harold Cooper, who was the head of the FBI mission in Afghanistan at the time, um, uh, he was he, he said he beat beat a confession out of him uh, in a two and a half hour window. 
when they moved from one air for, from one air base to another air base, uh, and they changed the log. It was keenly covered up on the logs. Yes. Uh, it, to show that it was a half an hour and not two and a half hours. Okay. So let me go, so let's go back. So, so that, so that's a, that's, that's our recap. So let's go back and dissect this a little bit. So as this was happening, did you guys get a sense? So we, when we meet Ruth Kipling, Diane Waste, the spiritual advisor, um, I Amnesty mean, Collective. Amnesty, from mm-hmm. Amnesty Collective. I mean, did anyone, I mean, Joe, you always have a nose for these things. Do you have any sense that she was probably early on that, I mean, who did you think the judge was? Do you have a sense early on that it I didn't think her? it was her. I, I had no clue. I was actually really surprised. I thought, wow, she's such a heavy hitter. And it sounds like she's got such a small part. That's so weird. I wouldn't yeah. have expected. I really didn't even even that. I was like, oh, it's weird. Yeah. I had an inkling for the same exact reason because she's such a heavy hitter. And you know, I'm sort of like conditioned. If I watch Law and Order SVU and you see a big guest star, you're like, like uh, uh, it's not just going to be this one interview. Yes. I know what's happening. So, in right. using that device and having someone that big and that well known and recognizable. Sort of leads me to believe that they're not going to take just a little, yeah. little bit roll. This is going to be something meaty, especially yeah. for a woman like her. I, I agree. I, that, that when, I, when she showed up, I kind of thought, uh-oh, she's a judge. And I was still shocked, Which, you know. Well, I was still shocked with, with her character choices and her demeanor. Yeah. And um, so I think she did a. I, I think she did a phenomenal job. Well, and, and look, it wasn't about like the reveal. I mean, I think that anyone could figure out that she's the uh, that she's the judge at this point. I think that like it, the reveal came pretty much at the midway point. But it's really sort of how she, you know, getting, getting to see her be that blacklister, and then how that her story was resolved was kind of cool. I thought. Um, what about when this thing came up with with Harold Cooper? I mean, you know, this I, I like this cool element of like you know we're sort of investigating our own and and. Uh, I mean, did you guys think, I mean, did you guys think Harold was dirty, dirty? Or did you think that this was, I mean, how, what was your reaction to that? Did you think that this, this was really something that he was going to get popped well, not, for? I, I, not for anything. Uh, you know, I, we all you know, play naive games if we want to. But if you, if you become a traitor one way or the other, you join with the Taliban. Yeah. Uh, I, I was like, I was expecting for, for this, for, you know, at least for all the angst that was going on, for there to be a 16 hour window where they had tortured him within an inch of his life. Of course. I was like, two and a half hours? That's yeah. it? Yeah, that seems pretty nice. You know, I mean, like, you know, seriously, if you, if, I don't have much patience for that. If you, you know, I, I don't have any, any, any pity for Rifkin. Um, and I thought, you know, based on, 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 uh, on what I've read of, of the he Iraq war, he deserved to die. No, but wait, based on what I've read of the Iraq war and the Afghanistan war, I mean, um, these are very muddy and mushy. Uh, you know, nobody's wearing uniforms. You don't really know who's who. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't imagine that uh, that there's a heck of a lot of. Uh, Yeah, no, it was did not. I did not have any. I didn't. It didn't bother me over much. What they were saying. I mean, once once they got to the meat of like, uh, okay, maybe he did the right thing, but the wrong way. Which is, but I'm talking about early on. Did you think that he was just did something bad? Like he's a bad guy, or did you think that he did the right thing the wrong way? I've never really thought he was a bad guy. If we go back to the Ansel Garrick episode, he was willing to lay his life down for for his people, and and it didn't really fit with what we know about Harold Cooper at this point, right? What him being a bad guy yeah. doesn't fit? No, I don't think it fits right. at all. And you know, he he gave us great amounts of credibility when Lizzie was looking into it and really saying she was going to report it. And he goes, "Do what you got to do," because right. he he believes in what he did. Right, he does. I really like this, this episode was great because for like a pretty standard procedural, it really it touched on some really kind of serious themes, and it didn't really like go deep dive into them. But you know, the whole. Death penalty, who should die, how you better be should damn die, sure. you better be sure. Lizzie makes that comment like, this is ridiculous, He's he, we can't even prove his innocence, he's going to die. I think they were definitely trying to make some statements about 
the death penalty very, very not so subtly. Uh, and I think a good job. And then also the stuff you're talking about, Joe, about, you know, this this sort of murky area here when you're dealing with the messiness of these wars and and traitors and non-traitors and people and what's acceptable to uh, to uh, to us here in America versus what's acceptable well, on the battlefield and how you have to cover up and that gets murky out it there. does and 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 what I I think more, almost more important because I think that's been talked about quite a bit but I think more important is you know and I I hesitate to make it a big deal, but it is. You know, the, the idea of law enforcement as we understand it is a new idea. This mm-hmm. is all very new. Mm-hmm. This goes back 150 years. That's it. Right. In the whole history of humankind, a police force, in, in the way we understand it today, right. is only 150 years old. A penal system like we have right now is only 100 years old. Mm-hmm. These are new ideas. These should be constantly evolving because they're not cooked yet. Right. The idea is that, that the United States has more people in prison than any other country in the world, period. Not mm-hmm. based on ratio. Not based on, on, on the number of people in the country versus the number of, No. Period. Yeah, absolutely. And that's insane. We have draconian laws right now that say you get 12, 15 years if you've got an ounce of weed. That's crazy stuff. Well, and this is going on constantly. And people are getting wrong, wrongful convictions over and over again. They're being proven to be wrong. And 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 the the, the end, at the end of the day, it's too messy for this system because of its size to go back and undo a lot of it. And so that's that's kind of the mess we're in right now. And I think we all you know we all have this idea that it's always been this way, but it hasn't. And I think that's that's kind of what gets lost is, is the uh, is the idea that this should be an evolving system. Right. You said penal. I did. That's all, that's all I got. I know. I I, I, I <laughs> that's my takeaway. My takeaway from that rant was like he said penal. Penal. I, I saw your eyes glaze over. <laughs> no, 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 I'm kidding. No, 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 great no, argument, no, actually. No, no, I'm with you and all that. I, I think that it's it's kind of an interesting way. I feel like that this was a nice attempt and I mean like last episode I talked about how I think they were attempting to do this sort of grifter kind of a fun episode this episode I feel like they're attempting to do something really like not necessarily an issue episode but they're they're really addressing some pretty serious themes here and I think they really got at them got at them in some ways Uh, I did love the scene where uh, you know uh, Cooper talked to talked to his his guy the um, the the soon to be attorney Tom Connolly Tom Connolly and uh, you know we have to contain this and they had that conversation. I love that sort of like good old boys in the room, and one of the better scenes I've ever I've seen uh, Megan Moon in that, that that scene with her and the two guys when she's confronting Harold Cooper. I mean, you're not you're not impressed, Jules. <laughs> Well, you know, what was, you know what was interesting about that scene? I'll tell you what I thought. <laughs> I'm sorry. Keep I it together. It was, I thought it was an impressive scene. I, I thought Megan Boone did a great job in that scene. I thought she overplayed I, the naivete, like, what? You hit him? You, how, you hit him? Right. Like, oh, come on, but really? I, but I, but I, I, did, I, did, I did buy into the fact that, like, she's, gonna, she's standing up for herself. And I did buy into the fact that, like, she believes in Cooper. And, like, Cooper, tell me, what did you do? And he's like, you know, and the guys in the corner is like, you don't, you know, not, not you don't have to answer that. The guy in the corner was sort of answering for Cooper. And she's like, who are you? Yeah. Like, you know, I like the way that whole thing played out. And I think that she did a good job on that. I may be alone, Julia. But no, I I I, I agree with you. But I thought that scene it served a dual purpose because Thanks, it also. Julia. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> you, you you keep giving her looks and she keeps staring at you. Um, I I think that scene served a dual purpose in that you have uh you, basically we're 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 seeing okay this what went on was totally illegal and and had to be covered up and at the end of the day it was for a bad guy yeah but. That's the deal here, that these powerful people do this all the time. Sure. And if we all decide collectively that it's okay in some circumstances, but it's not okay in others, then the rule of the law, the rule of law really doesn't apply anymore. And, and at the, in this instance, right, we say, okay, well, Cooper and Tom, they, they were right. So it's okay. But what if they were wrong? And how often does that happen? And I think that's kind of, you know, all right. that's kind of the deal. Fair enough. Julia, did yeah. Megan Boone do a good job acting in that scene? 
She was no Diane Weiss. Let's say that. Crickets. I can put her on the spot like that. I am just asking her faces. She's, I mean, I've made no bones about it. She is not my favorite. Okay. Um, she has evolved in a, a certain amount since sure. uh, since the pilot episode, I'll give her that. Mm-hmm. Um, but she she doesn't she doesn't do it for me. She never has. Mm-hmm. She's very stiff to me, very mm-hmm. cold to me, right. a lot of the time. So, um, but I mean, like I said, she's she's come a long way from from where it's from where she started, and she's holding her own more and more each each episode. Okay, fair enough. That's, 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 that was very diplomatic, Julie. Really. I am not a cook. <laughs> that was very very diplomatic. <laughs> So, so we get into this, and we fit. So we, 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 um, you know, uh, we have the sort of the, the 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 turning point here, which is the which is the execution scene, um, where you know it's that moment where you usually have the moment like call the governor. You know, we have one last thing we can do, and it didn't happen. Like we saw a dude getting getting killed, and there was I was I was affected by that. I mean, I, I didn't know, even though I didn't know, you know, if he was good or bad or what was happening, I was really affected by that moment. I think that that was sort of intentional to make you think about sort of what, 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 what we do here with the death penalty. At that point, I feel like, like the audience members were really sold on the fact that this guy is innocent. He's yeah. gone this far with this yeah. to the, his very last breath. Right. And then you, they, you, they show Connolly and Cooper sitting there watching this man die, who right. we think is innocent, but they know isn't. Right. So it really, um, kept with the themes of this entire episode of judgment sure so we're judging from the information that we have and and we were wrong too yeah well i mean i agree it was was a nicely played sort of sequence because it let the audience think one thing and then nothing was happening and also get us get get, got us to see diane weiss do some nice sort of reaction acting and really get us to sort of get what her invest in her character how she really feels about the situation so that was kind of cool and they didn't waste a damn second to pick up cooper and and uh and connelly they were outside waiting now you think wouldn't it be smart if uh if they know that cooper is a target Mm -hmm. especially if this man dies Mm -hmm. whether it was right or wrong don't you think they'd put on a, I don't know, a tracking device well, or some, I don't know. yeah, I mean, extra we, detail? We, we, I mean, they, they maybe have that scene where Cooper's like, nonsense! Like, I don't need, I don't need any extra protection. Red Reddington's setting us all up. Like, he was very much, you know, he's the boss. You know, you, don't, right. you don't go behind the boss's back and, and say, well, we're going to put a tracking track sure anyway. I, I've chosen to believe that they did not kill the guys that were manning the, uh, the, uh, the trucks there. Okay. That were on the ground. Just knocked him out with, right. with, with happy, sweet, sleepy juice. Right. Or just one of those old-fashioned... Fucking grips. Right? Yeah. So have a like sip of this. Chop to the neck. <laughs> right? Those old-fashioned... Guy, Captain Kirk. Captain yes. Kirk him. He Captain yeah. Kirk the hell out of him. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da
the, the, the I, I think it takes a certain amount of guts to get involved in that. Yeah. Because you are at any time life and death. Every time you get up and go to work in the morning, uh, you know, you're deciding somebody's fate one way or the other. And that is a tremendous burden. So, and I think she wore that quite, quite, I think Diane, we, she wore that, well, that wonderfully. That, that's and the a be- level of commitment that, that I would never be prepared for sure. to live with that. Well, that, that, that's 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 the beauty of, of picking a Diane Weiss to play this role because she's able to sort of she has she, there's only a handful of actresses who maybe have that gravitas to be able to play that sort of quiet strength of like this is like she said you know we have a job to do we're going to finish this job or you know I forget the, the and such a great uses. juxtaposition of of her demeanor her yeah. the, just her physicality yeah from the spiritual advisor to to the judge to ready to put him in this this shifty makeshift crazy oh, yeah. uh, electric chair. That electric chair did not look like... It did, did not, it did look, not look safe. It did not look, <laughs> did not look like it was a I don't think, way to go. I don't think that, that electric chair is OSHA approved. It's like, a, like a coat hanger up top, a couple coat hangers, maybe... <laughs> <laughs> old Sparky. That Sparky. made old Sparky look pretty good. <laughs> yeah, Andy. So, uh, so, so we, you know, just resolve this. We find out, you know, Red is able to, uh, you know, Megan tells Red... Uh, what's going on, Megan? I'm sorry. Um... Lizzie. Lizzie tells Red uh, what's going on exactly in the whole thing with Cooper and from the plane he says he's got a flight you know you have to get to the you have to get to um, if you want to see you have to get my man to talk uh, the attorney general the um, I'm sorry bearded man who they found the, 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 the Hastings. Hastings oh 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 you have to get Hastings to talk otherwise you may never see Cooper again and then he makes a, he makes a trip to see his old buddy the naval guy, Richard. Naval, Richard, Richard, Admiral Richard, which is sort of cool again to see. I love, love to see. Um, you know, the more we get to know about Red's past, the better. I, I love like we know his criminal side, all his criminal activity, but we don't get a lot about his pre-rogue activities. So it's kind of cool to see that. And he says like, you know, the, my naval blues pinch. You know, I liked Richard in that scene. Like, you know, you could have played it like, you know, oh, what the hell? Yeah. He didn't. He was like, just stood at the steps and he looked at him and he's like, he's like what the fuck? Haven't man? seen all these years. <laughs> yeah. You son of a bitch. You yeah. ruined my career. Here you are. My wife left me. Hope you're happy. Nice. Not like I'm going to call the, you know, right. just like, yeah, you know. Nice hat, you know. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. So that was, but he did, you know, he was able to get the information from him and they were able to, you know, find the location. And well, they found the location because of Lizzie and the goodnight mother thing. Right. That's yes. what Hastings, when, when the light went off, he said goodnight mother. And that's, and then Lizzie put that together with, uh, with the amnesty. Right. Well, Chica. Which, which is where they found her, you know, her, her head, her, her place. But yes. The, the red piece is to, to, was able to go in there and red, red, only red, which is also very symbolic of how red was able to give the stay of execution. It was the, like red was the guy with the evidence. Right. Red, it's a real dual thing. Like red was the governor, the judge, all things. Like he came in and sort of said, this is why this guy needs to live or die. Um, there's so many interesting, interesting things happening there in terms of, you know, symbolism with red and also talking about this whole, like, who should live or die and blah, blah, blah. But also even more importantly, the fact that red has, uh, Cooper's, you know, fate in his hands. I mean, really, he literally does. And, but he does the right thing and gives the evidence and, and gives one of his great monologues and speeches about sort of like, I know you're in this for the justice. I know you'll turn yourself in. Mm -hmm. And then he turns to, uh, Harold Cooper and says, don't look so grim. Don't look so glum, Harold. Don't look so glum. I gotta say, you know, his mouth. <laughs> it was a great speech. It was well delivered, and uh-huh. but why? Uh-oh. Why is Red Uh-oh. the one who gets sent in? Like this, I mean, I guess I, for theatrical purposes, I completely agree. But man, why you? 
FBI doesn't have anybody who's able to talk. They don't have anybody who can do Well, Red was the one with the evidence. Red's got the evidence. Oh, I get why we did it for the show. I'm saying for the purposes of the FBI, would you really send in your secret weapon? Right. And to to talk? Maybe, maybe, maybe not. But the thing is, is that Red's got the credibility. So whatever Red's going to say, like, it's kind of like one of the things where, you know, you're going to check to have a wrestler deliver that message? Like, you know, who's going to deliver that message? Well, this is my point, is that we have this sense of the, the FBI is, 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 is small. Like, there's only wrestler and there's Red. Those are the two options. And then there's guys that run around with guns and get, and get killed. That, I'm just saying, you know, there's a scope to the FBI. All I'm saying, I, is, I get it. It's a show. I know. I enjoy that. I'm just saying. It is a very small secret unit. Like, even like no one knows what, what, what Harold Cooper and his guys are up to. They're very tight. And, uh, yeah. Like, Do you ever wonder how the FBI existed before Red Reddington? I just wonder how they caught anybody. Ever? Never. I don't think they did. I don't yeah, think they did I, I think Not once. Right. I think they got a lot of people wrongly convicted. You Probably. Guys are, you, you before guys there was a plastic think tank thingy-dingy that was bulletproof and bomb-proof, they uh-huh. didn't have anybody. I concur. You guys are being very funny. I'm time. glad they built it. <laughs> I hope you're proud of yourselves. But I will say that Cooper and the gang do not, rec- do not represent the entire FBI. They represent a portion, a unit, a very secret, super secret unit of the FBI, as they made clear today when he's like, what are you doing down there? Heard you got some secret weapon and your unit's doing this other thing. They're 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 very very specific part. Yeah. So it's not like the entire FBI is running around not knowing what's going on. All right, so so Red breaks it down that the military intelligence officers uh, ex- uh, they extradited they 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 had to extract their asset yes. from this village. Right then the Taliban got word they came to the village. Yes, they were too late. The Taliban killed everybody. Burned the village. Yes, right. So Red says to uh, to Diane Weiss, you know you got it. One thing about execution, you have to be right. And I'm 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 not in here for them. I'm in here for you because you've been right about all these things. Yep. And and uh, and and I don't want your legacy to be destroyed on this. Um, here's the thing. Now we are given the the vibe at the end of this that you know because Megan Boone comes up to Harold and, and she says, "Here are all these case files that that we found at the judge's compound," and he says, um, "Get them over to justice." Mm-hmm. And that was good. Yeah, that I was. was good. That was my Harold Cooper. Yeah. Do you now now in real life? Um, no effing way. Why? Because it's too messy. There's no chance. I would. I. I would bet everything I own that there's no chance. In Bury hell. those files. Uh, Burn dude, them. Shred for real. Them. You got all these guys who just got released. You think they're going to turn around and investigate them? Yes. All right. It's the right thing to do, Joe. I agree. It's a very pretty it's idea. Truth, justice, in the American way, Joe. Ta-da! I'm just saying, whatever. Not so, happening. Uh, so then we see, you know, that you know, uh, Diane Weiss at the end, sort of getting a taste of her own medicine, doing doing the perp walk and mm-hmm. doing the same walk that she says. There's, there's there's a little sort of bittersweet there thing there because, you know, at the end there she's almost a sympathetic character, but she's really done some nasty things. She's done some awful things, yeah. but it was never about vengeance. It was about justice. She right. believed she she had been screwed by the justice system when it was her father did thirty lost thirty years of his life sure. because he was wrongly wrongly convicted. Yep. Let and, me ask you. Guys a question is she a bad is she a bad character well, that, that, well that's she's the misguided <laughs> in her is in she? her efforts but i think it comes from a good place are we to assume that everyone she had in there and was feeding slop and and and, and, and sort of keeping there were really 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 horrible people that got well that, let me ask you a question let, let me ask you a question this is perceived threat versus actual threat and this is a this is a this is something that's a, it's a phenomenon to modern culture. Yep. If 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 somebody's got a tannery downriver or upriver from your town and he's poisoned your town and given 150,000 people cancer, he gets a fine because he's doing illegal dumping. But if a kid breaks into a liquor store and steals 20 bucks in that same town, he's going to go to jail. 
Now, this is perceived threat versus actual threat. This man has given 150,000 people cancer. He's obviously a much better, bigger threat to the community, right. but he's mm-hmm. not going to be punished as such. Is it? Is she wrong in taking these people who stole lives? You stole life. You stole lives from other people. Right. Is she wrong in putting them in prison, even if it's her own self-made prison? I mean, you know, Joe. I mean, yeah. I mean, it depends on it. It really depends on it's if deep. we really know if these guys are done. If these guys have done what she suspects of them of doing. That's Did you get the she vibe? Was discredited that she was... at the end. She was ready to kill these two men exactly. because she believed uh, uh, Rifkin, and she was incorrect. So, 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 so the presu- she had okay. to be done. So well, right. then that was ex- she accepted also that. the actual conditions in which she was keeping them. If this is strictly eye for an eye and not revenge, the jail conditions are a hell of a lot better than what they were living. Well, yeah. I don't. I've never been to jail. I, I can't. I have no idea. But um, but I'll tell you this. Uh, you know, you steal from people's lives like that. I I don't I don't I don't see her as a villain. I really don't. All right. That's my two cents. Well, so that was wrapped up. We saw that. Let's jump into my boy Tom. Who I <sighs> knew it that MF is dirtier than the back of a Hustler magazine, <laughs> <laughs> dirtier than the classifies in the back of a Hustler magazine, I should say. I uh, vacillated. I was all over the map. I was in. I was out. I, I was, was in, in. I was out. I was in. I was, I was out. I, was I tried in. so hard to be out. I tried. I tried. Yes, my girl, my girl Katie K uh, on Twitter, Katie K's double double o five seven says all the dirty Tom say- haters, all the di- all the dirty Tom sayers. Say yay. <laughs> yay for you. I don't, I don't yeah. get to claim it. Yeah, Hell I was yeah. out for a while. Uh, yeah, but, so, you know, I got to say, thank God they gave him some balls finally. Yes. I'm so sick of him. Yeah. I didn't want to look at him anymore, and that's saying a lot. So we get, and, and that was, you know, so we, we, we have the little back and forth. He's at the teacher conference. You know, Jolene's laying it on really, really super thick. Uh, they have the little kind of like got finally got a hot moment there. Hot little mm-hmm. moment for that. Thing, then the kid busts in, and then they, they ruined it for me. Ruined it. <laughs> I mean, us. ruined it for them. <laughs> uh, they have another shot. Of, she does the move where she like gives her the hotel key. That was a good move, by the way. Says, I'm sorry. sorry. I'm sorry, too. She walks away. I'm yes. not sorry. Taking a moment and comes back. That was a good move. It's a good move. That's a good move. I shouldn't remember that, but no, it's, no. A, it's, a, it's a good move. <laughs> right in another life, that would be in a good move. In another life, that would be a good move. And, uh, you know, I like the whole scene where he's, he's deliberating and he's got the whiskey and he's throws it back and he slams it down and he grabs a key and he goes all the way down there to say I'm not going to do it I don't know she was ready one. and waiting for him yeah, too she, had a little, she was really you know a little negligee some red lips red lips staring out the mm. window I mean she got she mm. greets him with a kiss I mean she was at least a seven and a half but that's I, 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 that elevated right? man yeah. <laughs> bump she, it up half a point there for you <laughs> Elevated, elevated. She was so she was ready to go. He gives that speech, and then in the moment that we've all been waiting for, wrong. Sides, yeah, on, on, on both sides, uh, she says wrong answer. Like, I love her, my wife. Her whole demeanor changes. Yep. demeanor changes, and then his whole thing changes. And I gotta say, and that was some Top Gun acting right there. That, <laughs> top, top, top Gun, gun actor. actor. That was some Top Gun acting by Thomas Keen, by, by our man. Um, that was that uh, was kind of badass. Uh, Ryan Engold. Um, that was kind of cool. He did. He did a good transformation. Yeah, there, which is I was proud. Know, I was proud of that too. However, I the issue that I have with the whole and I knew Tom was there the whole time, but I just feel like they they they've cheated. They've cheated us a little bit because we have we had so many moments of Tom alone, like by himself, and so many moments of him where the, you know where we as a viewer the cameras on him and he's alone where he doesn't have any suspicious sort of like look away the camera. You know, he's always like. Mm. 
You know, yeah. and so you never get a sense that even when he's by himself, he's not, you know, this guy. And all of a sudden he's like, I knew it. You know, whatever he's <laughs> like, he's all of a sudden he's changed. You know, I don't, you know, the glasses, I don't know, we'll see. But Elizabeth Keene is Maybe your wife. Maybe he's like the target. Daniel Day-Lewis of Spidem and really lives it 100%. Yes. Maybe. He's making shoes on the side. Yep. So Living in a tent. So which begs the question now. So now we go back to Red, you know, trying to get all this information on, on, on Lucy and slash Jolene. Uh, my man has collected, my man 10-gallon hat has collected all the all, all the info. There's a lot going on in her apartment. A lot there going were on. quite a few identities. Yes. and they in There the, was some cash he, of, of different denominations. He says he's either got a lot of little targets or one big one. Mm-hmm. And um, she seems to be popping up everywhere that Red's been. And she's got all that Vanna, stuff. Vanna, so. Prague, where else? Right. Other places. And he says, you know, look, I, she's on an op now. Yeah, she's, she's, on, an op, she's on an op now. Uh, let's see how the thing plays out. So, I mean, that could mean a lot of things. I mean, he's she's there to kill Tom. She's there to check up on Tom. She's there to take Tom out. Like I, have, you know, there's so many different things that that could be happening with that. And even then, when he's like, "Did they send you? Did they send you?" Like we don't know, really know what Jolene's real purpose is. I mean, we don't know if she's a good guy or a good gal or a bad gal. And we also find out that Tom hasn't heard from his people for two years. Right. So he's been left in the wind. Yes. With the most boring, awful wife of all time. Yeah, and you know it's interesting. She's awful, worst <laughs> wife ever. She is. She's a terrible wife. And and it's funny to me because I was like, God, Tom, you should, you should. I was thinking you should probably hit it with Jolene. And right. and you know then 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 you know, it got to the end, and I was actually kind of relieved in a way. I was like, you know what? He's not cheating, but he's not cheating because it's his job not to cheat, not because right. he doesn't want to. So that was that that made sense to me. I almost gave him like like credit for that in a yeah. weird way. He's he's dedicated to his job. Yeah, it's not it's not the marriage, it's the job. He's a I method actor. He's that good. It's a method spy. So we do see in our previews, though, we finally get some action. We see some 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 ass whooping, some Tom born identity shit jumping off. Tom. Oh, there was a there was a what do you a palm strike to the somebody's yeah. nose? It looked like Lizzie. It looked like Lizzie. It could be Jolene. It's 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 you know, uh, it, it looks I don't know, but it looked very 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 cool. Um, so I don't know, man. We 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 we've got that heated up the entire episode. I mean, the, the whole you know judge and the you know the execution versus you know what's we you know should we should we not be doing this and the government blah 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 and all that sort of stuff was great. But the meat is when we got back to the serialized moment of it to see this how how things got sort of wrapped up here. We finally got some goddamn answers. One huge one. That one huge answer. One ginormous. Mm. And still, it's not fully answered, but no. there's been a big payoff after 15 episodes. Yeah. And then Finally. We're, we're going to, you know, we're going to have like a week off, and then we're going to get into, you know, April, and then we'll get into the home stretch in May. We'll, we'll get some. You know, I got to say, I was, you know, they, they did their job well. I was lulled into submission with Tom. I hated on Tom for a long time. Yeah. And then. By this point, I was like, you know what? He is, he is, he is a husband who has been put upon, <laughs> and this is bullshit, and <laughs> she needs to give him a hug and pat him on the butt and tell him he's pretty. Aww. And, and, uh, now I, I, they lulled me into, into, uh, into sticking up for him. Well, it'll be, I can't wait to see how this thing plays out next mm-hmm. week. Uh, I do have some ideas, but let's, two weeks, exactly, but let's, uh, jump into predictions and yeah. hear yours as well. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. Uh, before we jump into predictions, I want to thank you all for joining us on iTunes and downloading us and, 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 and rating us and making us the, 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 the most downloaded and, and great show that we are. We appreciate it. We were still working hard to be great in these last seven episodes or so. Um, all of you guys who, who, who always check us out, Dave1555, 
Uh, Stamp 600, um, MDS uh, 1978, uh, Ja Girl 314, um, Stephanie LaPena, Ashley Kearney, Bridget Shea Wadstone, uh, Newbie, Newsby Bird, Just Because 84, TR, TR Can, C A N B. Um, you know, Super October 71, Amika Groove, uh, Catherine, Kathleen Trask, Ruben Carpenter, Abby Wax, 480, and who did I forget? Holistic Health and Living. Hmm. Thank all of you. And of and, and, oh, and Vanilla Cupcake, of course. And, um. Is Holistic Health and, and Living trying to sell you something? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Caitlin K. Thank you very much. And Dirty Tom Sayers say, yeah. That's what she said. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so look at his predictions. What do you think, Joe? Uh, well, I think, I think, uh. All right then. I think, uh, <laughs> I, I think our girl, uh, Jolene, obviously, uh, we, we're gonna, is she gonna activate Tom? Is she not gonna activate Tom? I, I don't think she's going to activate Tom. I think Tom is from a, a, another, an extra third organization of some sort, but maybe Jolene knows about it. But, um, but, uh, I think Alan Alda has something to do with it. Alan Alda and his secret group, his cabal, uh, is it, but, but Tom has been like there for a long, long time. So I th- obviously it's about Red. It's not about Liz because who cares about Liz? So, um, is there I, a prediction? Mm, I think that, uh, that Tom is, I, I'll tell you this. Here's my prediction. So I think that at least next week we're going to get to, at least I want to hear Tom light Lizzie up about what a crap wife she is. I do want to hear that. Okay. I like that. I like that prediction actually. <laughs> Julia. Um, I think that, uh, since Red knows where she is, he made sure that we knew that he knows where Jolene is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that he'll somehow find a way to now, after this exchange, prove to Lizzie that Tom is dirty and expose him mm-hmm. to Lizzie. Um and I think I think her end game is red, not Tom. Mm-hmm. Jolene. Um and I don't know. I don't think they work for the same agency. I don't either. My prediction is that she works for I think she's somehow works for red in a double reverse of all time, she works for red. Uh- and she's I feel like that works for her, but she is somehow, maybe she's gone rogue, I don't know, blah, 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 but All right. maybe it's a thing where she was there to keep an eye on Tom. Tom's a real threat. He's always said your husband's not who's, who, who he says she is. Tom's always been a real threat to Lizzie. Jolene's there to sort of take him out or see what's going on, but maybe she's gone rogue. But I don't why. think Tom is, I don't think Tom is a bad guy spy. Okay. I don't he's think not he's a bad guy. He's a bad guy, but he's Lizzie not a bad out. guy. A target? Lizzie's the target. He didn't say that. Jolene said that. Mm. Mm. She's not your wife. She's a target. She's your target. Oh, I don't know. I don't Did know. they send you? Uh, Joe, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on the Twitters at Joe. Uh, at, I was about to give your Twitter. Why not? <laughs> and you can find me on the Twitters at Joe Flippo, J-O-E-F-L-I-P-O, and my website's josephsanflippo.com. Julia? Uh, I don't know. Twitter and Instagram. Yes. Find me there, please. My name, Julia Carely, J-U-L-I-A-C-E-A-R-L-E-Y, and then here at AfterBuzz for all of our millions of shows that we do. Yes. Good ones, guys. T- Twitter and Instagram for me, at Joe K. Braswell, at Joe K. Braswell. Twitter and Instagram, thank you very much for joining us. We'll see you in two weeks for The Blacklist. Woo! From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later. 
The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.